the thing. All right, I'm going to do the thing right now. Ready? Do it. I'm ready. All right. For the four of us in attendance and the few listening at home, it's time for the Knife Nuts Podcast! I don't know wow. why we got that. Impressive. Is this because we were talking about wrestling? Yeah, kind of. Okay. I- Mm. Tied it back together. If if someone can tell me what that was a riff on, I'd be impressed. I can't. Again, you're just full of fun facts today. Well, someone will will DM me and will tell me exactly what that was a riff on. Are we going to give them anything? No, not this time. (laughs) (laughs) So no one's going to DM you. Yes. Well, so... It's fu- it's a good time to talk about that kind of thing because at least the knife nuts voids are delivered yes. to their final destinations. Yes, it's it's a good thing we took two months between episodes because that's approximately how long it took to actually get the voids. Uh, but they are spectacular. I I I can only imagine through pictures they look really good, and though I actually have heard from people in DMs that they're quite nice. So yeah, I'm just glad everybody got them and everybody's happy with them. So, which leads me to another announcement. Okay, so. I have one Knife Nuts podcast void that is available. And the amount of people that are interested in purchasing it, purchasing it is completely Perch- overwhelming. Yeah. Purchasing it <laughs> is completely overwhelming. So the only way I'm going to be able to do this is through a raffle. <laughs> have All Brian right. run it. I'm not going to have Brian run it. He has such it. great experiences with raffles. Brian running raffles. He in doesn't lotteries. really do... Oh my God, Pat! Pat Verdure is answer is is calling us back right now. <laughs> well, that is strictly bonus content. Yeah. Okay. Shall we, shall I answer now and re, re- talk about the raffle after or what? Yeah. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Thank God. Patrick. All right. So can can you guys hear Pat? Yes. All right. Tell me on the Knife Nuts podcast. You can't you can't hear them, but we're in the middle of recording the Knife Nuts podcast. And right. Jake dropped an, uh, some sort of bomb on us that we can't really uh, fathom, and we need you to confirm or deny this. Uh, so, what is a chode? Can you tell us what a chode is? A chode? Yeah. Well, it's that lovely ticklish area between your asshole and your balls. What? What? Um! Oh, All right. Then what? what? Okay. <laughs> Dude, you have no idea what you've just done. <laughs> no. You do realize that that's not a chode, right? Tate. He just aligned himself with, with Jake. What is going on in Westchester, Listen, Pennsylvania? It's, it's not like we chose it. That's just, no, a that's chode just what we always is heard a growing up. can shaped penis. No, that's just called a tuna can. No, no, no. No, <laughs> <laughs> no dude. No. The, no, the area between your balls and your ass is I, your taint. I think this is an East Coast, West Coast thing. W- no. West Coast well, of what? Pennsylvania? No, okay, well... <laughs> we all grew up in the same place. This is, this is apparently a phenomenon that has only affected people that grew up in Westchester. Yeah. No one else in the world... Call up Bam Margera. Calls, yeah, we'll, we get Bam Margera on the horn next. But thank you for for confirming this strange phenomenon for us. No problem. All right, buddy. All right, we'll talk to you soon. 
dude. Or not. I, well, I cannot believe this just happened. <laughs> I am furious. I am untethered. I, uh... My rage knows no bounds. <laughs> That is that is bonkers, man. I can't get over this. Like we may as well just not even record. I'm I'm not. I can't record this podcast now. I'm not of sound mind anymore. So, yeah, yeah, and so now picture my confusion when I was watching a uh, Netflix show called Big Mouth, and a kid they use the proper terminology. Oh, well, he said, "Someone says blah blah blah. You're, you're chode," and he says, "Well, I wouldn't say I have a chode." And I was like, what the fuck? What, is, what the hell does he mean? How do you not have a chode? Everybody got a chode. Even girls have a chode. Oh my god. So, yeah. This is terrible. Okay, knife content. Bam. All right, so, raffle. so what, what should I do? Should I, should I go back in or, re, or talk Eat about the shit. raffle again? Just, just, to, just talk about... The, just, I'll just conclude this in the main episode because fuck it. I'm not editing, man. I'm too lazy. Put that then back in the other thing. That's a whole thing. I'll do it. That's okay, not fine. that hard. I'll you do can it. do it live. All right, I'll do it. We're doing okay. it live. We're doing the raffle, or maybe. All right. So here's the thing. Everybody was happy with their knife. Is happy with their knife nuts voice, and I'm very happy that they're all with their with their owners. I have one that still doesn't have an owner, and demand for for the knife is very very high. So the only thing I'm going to do is do a raffle. What if I just say I want it? <laughs> well, I still have. No, no, I would still it. have. I still only have one. Uh, raffle it. So here's here's how this is going to work. Raffle entries are going to be ten dollars a piece, okay? Which I think uh-huh. is reasonable. And if your name gets pulled, then the, you, the knife's free, right? <laughs> Thank you that's for coming. That, that's how that works. Yeah, it's a free so knife. So it's ten dollars an entry. I will announce all of the. Uh, details on Instagram probably by the time this episode drops. Uh, but here's the real... Th- this is the kicker. Do you remember uh, those swag packs that I uh, sent out a couple months ago? Yes. And how some of them had a holographic sticker in them? Yes. It was kind of like the golden ticket sort of situation? Yeah. Each one of those... If you received an unstuck... Because the Knife Nuts Voids all had holographic stickers on the packaging those don't count if you have a unstuck holographic knife nut sticker that will count as a free entry how do you know that they'll have they to send it. me a they'll send, show me a picture of it on you really want to deal with all that how about yeah. you just pay 10 bucks <laughs> no dude there's only like there's not many of those stickers out there so I know the guy's I know on something. What if he put it on his computer? If, now then well, fine. Then it's not on the that's, box. That's not on the box. It's not on the packaging. Yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, it's fine. Yeah. So my brain stopped working, and I forgot what a raffle was and what a lottery was. Yeah, gotcha I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was like, a free entry? Can anyone enter a lottery? <laughs> no. For free? Uh, raffle. Um, raffle. Wait, no, we're not doing a raffle. Governmental it's a, bodies it's, that look it's at a, pay right, it's, stuff. It's a, it's a, it's a waffle. It is. Yes. I'm blue. We're not cheating any taxes or violating any gambling statutes in the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah, well, you know how it goes. We didn't do pa- any of that. I'll start paying taxes. <laughs> <laughs> never. You'll never get our Patreon tax money. There's, there's no money to be taxed. It <laughs> all goes. <laughs> it all just goes right into. You don't the think I podcast. didn't notice you getting a twenty-three dollars? Oh I wait, saw yeah. the email. <laughs> All right, there. At least that that extra bit was enough to pay for this month's uh, fucking 
clean feed. Clean feed. Uh, we have enough to try and do the video stuff, though, so... Yeah. I'm ready to try that. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's the big announcement I have. The, night, the KMP Void raffle will start probably next week. Uh, it will probably go for, like, two weeks or so. There will be unlimited spots, $10 a spot. Again, if you have the holographic knife nut sticker, that is your tic- that is your ticket to a free entry. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I I did didn't realize there'd be that much demand for a five hundred dollar knife, but that's awesome. Yeah, there's, there's too many people that want them. Yeah, I well, I'm glad that there'll be a somewhat equitable way. For and and I'm I'm just gonna I want to thank everybody that stuck with us from September till now, and I'm just really happy. That it was worth the wait, you know. Absolutely yeah, me was. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Brian, you know how like I was nervous too going through it too. So I kind of see. Ner- I wasn't nervous. I'm not I nervous, they were anxious. Come. I mean, I had anxious. a fuck ton of their money that they were waiting on that they weren't right. Until it exactly. You know? so exactly. I knew it was exactly. going to happen. It was just, it was all that, that game. You know, they they shipped them. They went to Hong Kong. They sat in Hong Kong for a while. Then. Just like in the United States, if you ship, if you send something USPS to somebody, and it has to come back, you know, yeah, it'll go to them in two days and takes three fucking weeks to come back. Yep. Well, the same thing with that. So they sent it to Hong Kong. It sat there. It never got on a plane. They sent it back, and it took you know a month for them to get it back, and then they shipped it again. And th- I think that happened three times. Yeah, that was Jesus. it. Was crazy. That's when I started to get like, oh my god, what the hell is going on? Uh, but Riot delivered them, and they were all fantastic. Yeah, I don't know? think the quality was ever in question or anything no, to be anxious it was, about. It, it was the shipping that's the most, you know, yeah. hair-raising. Especially since, you know, some of the... I mean, I don't know if I should even talk about this. It has nothing to do with, with our particular uh, shipping situation, but the way that um, uh, Chinese companies sort of skirt uh, the uh, taxes is they put, like, a absurdly low value on the boxes Uh, yeah so that when customs they put the ridiculous value i mean and that's and i think that's something that a lot of people don't really consider when they see the pricing of chinese knives it's basically they were lies as they came into the country (laughs) wait you've never gotten a gardening tool for china that is Uh, worth five dollars one of them this is one that i found most hilarious i'm not even going to mention who it was for or where it came from but it was stick with metal attachment (laughs) Is what they were called. <laughs> so it's a spear. <laughs> stick with metal. Metal metal on stick or something like that. That is amazing. Uh, incredible. Oh, yeah. God. You can't make... And, sure. and the value of, like, these this shipment of knives was, like, $120 or something like that. Yeah, so you don't... It's it's not child labor that, that gets the prices down. It's not even to pay any duties at customs. It's pretty amazing. And, and people wonder, like... Here's, you know, and this is going to be me being a Shiragorov apologist again, but the pricing reflects, you know, importing from Russia. They don't do the same shit? You don't they don't do the same with shit. Or exactly. I, I don't know what the Russian equivalent no. of stick with knife is. The actual, you know, the actual value is on the, on the box. <laughs> so. Okay. I mean, that's a little bit more upstanding. I can, I can appreciate that. Yeah, I think that's um, something that people don't really get. Because doesn't though. something, like, uh, for the person who is on the receiving end of that package, if the customs value is really low like that, uh, for reimbursement purposes, doesn't that kind of screw them at some point? Because I've definitely had international sales. I don't know, what do you guys do when you sell knives internationally? Do you lie on the customs forms about how much it's worth? 
if people ask? Uh, I don't. I don't like shipping. I don't. I try yes. not to do any of that. Yeah, um, usually, I've... Um, I've. I haven't lied too much about the values of certain things, but more so. Uh, I say it's a guard. I'm more worried about them saying, "Oh, it's a fucking knife." Yeah. Don't let this deadly weapon come into our country. I'm I'm fine with that. I um I mean, it's not really my responsibility. I don't know, maybe it could end up being my responsibility if I say it's worth $5 and then I don't know, customs fucks it up and then the person right. wants a refund or something. Uh, my opinion my opinion is once they pay for it, it's theirs. I'll put any fucking price they want that, that to be. That's that's, Th that's usually what I go by the guidance of the <laughs> yeah. of the individual. But, yeah, I I've I've also done that. But with that, and I've told people I have one loss going to Canada, and I've told people, you know, multiple times, I'll do that, but it's your responsibility. But, you yeah. know what I mean? Because if it because if it gets lost, like right now, I have one lost. Mm -hmm. Now. I put the different, you know, I didn't put the my value on it. I put their value on it. So now they're, you know, USPS isn't going to pay back any of that sure. money. Yeah. So it fuck. just makes it a fiasco. It makes it a fiasco, you know. And now I feel like a dick. But you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I usually just try and avoid international sales, but I feel kind of bad. Like, hey, too bad. Like. Yeah. I also go by the, like, once it's in the country that it's supposed to go to, my hands are off of it. My only question with that is, does PayPal also cool with that? Or could that person then file a claim and then they just get the money back from you on PayPal? Typically, I, I make know. them pay, I make them pay uh, friends, like friends and family. And family. Yeah. I haven't sold anything in a while, but this is, I gotta sell some stuff, so this is good to get a refresher on. Because on Instagram, yeah. well, it's just like a wild west of where people could be from. The other thing is, but if you sell to Singapore, or that's just one example, they don't let you do friends and family. So now it's some other bullshit. But m most people seem to have somebody in the United States that ships to them. You know, so, yeah, you can pay forwarding services. Yeah, you just ship it to whoever. It makes sense. Yeah, thank thankfully, that's how I've sold, uh, I mean, probably more than half of the knives that I shipped overseas. I didn't ship overseas. You probably ship, ship to his guy. Yeah, his you ship PO box or whatever. But you ship to England often. I do. Yeah, absolutely. And the my that policy is the same as always. Whatever the person wants me to put, I put. You know, and mm -hmm. I'm following their instructions. I don't feel bad uh, that I did anything wrong. If anything goes wrong. <clears throat> so um, we've got illegal gambling schemes, and now we're defrauding U.S. Customs. What else? What else can we admit to on this podcast? I don't know. <laughs> Allegedly, what's another uh, word for alleged gambling schemes? What's a better way to call something a raffle without calling it a raffle? A yes, good point. I don't know. An alleged raffle. I mean, why don't you set up your website where you just you buy one item, and that item you can call it whatever the fuck you want—a widget—and every you know to get into it, you buy that widget, and that'll well, save you... people from the <clears throat> you know from just PayPaling you and putting raffle because these fucking guys are morons. Well, that that's a very good that, point. Well, that's what I'm going to do. Yes, but so just call it a widget. Yeah, <laughs> Levon's secret sauce. Yeah, or, uh, I don't want or, any of it. We can invent another term for another definition for chode while yeah, we're at it. Yeah, because apparently the English language means nothing now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's no such thing as semantics anymore. Nope. Nope. <laughs> that was a big detour into international shipping, but 
I think it's something that comes up a lot with people because people don't want to do it for the risks involved. And I think it's just one of those things that you have to discuss, Yeah, you know, from a, on a personal level. eBay has a great system where you can list your shit globally and it requires you to do nothing. You literally just like send it somewhere in the U S and then eBay deals with all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's pretty great, but I, it's been easier for me since I've have the shipping service stuff now, which is another thing I'm able to use now. Thanks to our Patreon. Um, yes. cause I'm now shipping enough stuff to where it's, you know, useful. Uh, but I can do international shipping for, through there and it's still complicated, like all the custom forms and things like that. But at least I have a little more control over it from the comfort of my home instead of having to sit in the post office and I am amazed I have not screwed one of those forms up. Being yet. able to type it instead of writing in those tiny, tiny, oh, yeah. tiny little spaces. <laughs> There's okay. no comparison to me. Uh, the thumping has begun. Mm. The thumping. I one of the most ridiculous international shipping stories that I have is uh, selling a regular Conoco Magnus uh, major or minor. I don't know. It was, it was a big knife. It was a custom very Laconico that I disassembled and taped the knife to a piece of card or the blade to a piece of cardboard. Sent the rest of it in like a bag and shipped it to this person. They were okay with it. I did something similar when I sent uh, a knife back to Brian Ty for repair. I disassembled the knife and I didn't have to put it in two separate uh, uh, things, but you know, I still had to disassemble. That's a common thing these days. That's interesting. Uh, when mm -hmm. I got my Brian tie, it came fully. I, wow, wait, was it a button lock? It was a button lock. Yeah, you disassembled the button lock and said, at yes. least, I guess he had to reassemble it. That's the harder part. Yes, exactly. <laughs> interesting. He was going to disassemble it anyway, so. Save him a step, get the toaster mechanic to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I have a lot of knives to talk about. Um, I don't know. I don't know how we want to structure this episode. Do we want to? Because there's also been. Uh, I think maybe we'll save this towards the end. But I want to go over the Spider Co new releases because yes, I have some a lot of I told you so to get out get off my chest. Oh yeah, I forgot. See, it's been. I, I've completely forgot that we that that happened in the space between the two episodes. Yeah, what a massive cathartic thing it was for me. <laughs> I was just about to say, not a lot happened in the knife industry. And, like, I think the absolute canary in the coal mine for the global disruption that's going on because of the pandemic is the fact that we knives, it's we're now officially halfway through the year, and we has only come out with three knives. Yeah, and, and what's interesting about that is that I've seen a huge uptick in the U.S. manufacturers and the knives they've put out. Or at least the spotlight has been more readily available for those uh, those manufacturers and makers and i have a few of them that i kind of maybe this is a good time to talk about those so the common thread with the knives that i'm going to be talking about now is that they are all made in the usa which i think is kind of cool interesting i don't know what knives you're about to talk about <laughs> because i didn't well, think there was that many there's quite a few so the first one i want to talk about is uh the new manual warncliffe flipper from from protec called Ooh. the malibu yeah those just went up for sale on blade yeah HB. Uh, yeah, I I've been carrying one for the past couple of weeks, and it is awesome. They have the um, the the mechanism sort of sorted out uh, from the one they did with um, Ferrum Forge. With Ferrum Forge, but the blade is much lighter, so it's just a really snappy action with a really positive 
uh, button lock engagement. I would say it's probably the best button lock that I've used. Um, really, really great knife, well-priced and available in so many, it will be available in so many different flavors going forward. If you look at their Instagram, they actually just posted the first titanium one with some really nice milling. Brian, you should check it out. Uh, I think you'll find it impressive. Yeah. Are they doing the thing though, where the titanium ones are going to be way more expensive? Cause Protec does have very reasonable prices for a lot of the aluminum, aluminum models and then the other handle materials well, the titanium i will say the titanium ones are built to a very very high standard like uh with damascus steel and stuff like that and i think it's like 850 for the one that's up there okay yeah so they're, they're not doing regular ones with titanium with titanium right no they're these are um you know considered a custom oh, out okay. of the, from their factory oh well, Same at way least they're not doing see... stainless steel they usually or they used to do those at least for the autos the uh, fancy yeah. ones would be stainless steel well for an auto stainless steel is very is a very cool material to have yeah i agree i like titanium and yeah stuff like I'd, that but yeah no it's nice protec is a it's a great Pro-Tech's user a uh the grind is nice and thin performs great really really good stuff from protec um the other thing i want to talk about was a is a hogue uh, and not just any Hogue, a Knifeworks exclusive Doug Ritter Mini RSK. I almost said Mini Grip. Yeah, right? <laughs> so it is the best Mini Griptilian that has ever existed. Leave it to not Benchmade to make the best Mini Griptilian. Yep. I, and I have to say, that's probably been my most carried knife. It's sort of like a throwback. It's It's so surreal to have this amazing mini grip with milled G10 handles, uh, scales, an, a, an axis lock that actually works, uh, and a 20 CV blade that's ground nice and thin. It's super nice. Yeah. It's, it, the really funny thing is that Knifeworks also just got the new Mini Freak. Uh, it's, I don't know if it's a sprint run, but it's one with the carbon fiber handles, the S90V, mm-hmm. and it's a full $100 more. Yeah. And it's just like, mm, nope. No. Nope. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like, this is, at least this is a step in the right direction for Benchmade. I mean, it's, eh, no, they've done carbon fiber it and S90V a bunch of times. If this knife didn't exist, if the mini RSK was didn't exist, I'd be really stoked for that freak. Oh, excuse me, it's $120 more. Yeah, that's that's too much. Yeah, no, the mini RSK is, is everything that knife is, but better. What do they have the price of the mini RSK right now? It's 139 yeah, I mean, you, I mean that is amazing. It is pretty insane. I, yeah. I mean, Hogue always had this potential. I, I, I mean, I hate to say it, they always but the had this designs potential. designs were so... Just, well, it's not even the designs, they're just so old at this point. And as we've seen, the knife the knife world is like flavor of the week always. And yeah. it's anything, evergreen products that aren't the, like the Savenza and Paratu... Um, Need a constant refreshment. Yes. That's true. And th- those yeah. are like the only really successful... Uh, evergreen products. I mean, even ZT's discontinued a lot of those old hinderer models that were, you know, evergreen products for a few years. But mm-hmm. yeah, the, the the Hogue EX01 has been around, I don't know, five, six years, probably 2014, six years yeah, at least. Yeah, I remember when they, and those, I always thought they were manufactured fine. I just never liked the knife itself. I've, I've bought it multiple times because I was like, I'm gonna like this knife. Bought it. You just like eh, you just love Elishowitz. I just keep making the same. It's just the definition of insanity. But yes, I really like what they're doing with it. Even the the one that is branded by them, the Dika or whatever, is super reasonably priced too. 
Yeah. And the other one is branded by Hogue as well. It's just on the opposite side of the blade. Yeah. So Hogue is good. I have uh, good things yeah. to say about their fixed blade. I talked about that last time. I Very, think Hogue a, is great. It's a good company. Yeah, for Hogue sure. Is, Hogue is awesome. Um, the other ones I want to talk about, uh, let's, I'll go to the Kershaw next. So if before we start, we were in the, in the time span that we haven't been recording, Kershaw announced an entire sprint run line. So they were going to yes. do the Spyderco thing where they were going to do these limited production knives. I think the big difference between uh, Kershaw's approach versus Spyderco's is that they were only going to be available through Kershaw directly. It's like back in the day with the ZT sprint runs. I remember That's like exactly. the 0454 the, and like the website not responding yep. and oh, yep. was good days back then. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, when the first one they announced, I was not thrilled about. That nope. was a yellow-handled... <laughs> Kershaw leak was it was the random leak as well random yeah so which was great to see that throwback but why was that called the random leak it's just reverse Tonto like what's yeah. the random part I never I understood that title and who knows who cares I'm sure there's probably a but either way some people were excited about it didn't do it for me no uh but the next one hit the nail on the head for me like literally when they announced the sprint run series this is exactly what I wanted to see out of them. And it is a sprint was a sprint run version of their USA made bare knuckle, which in case you guys didn't know is like the, uh, the second coming of the triple seven in a lower priced form, uh, which was originally available, uh, with aluminum, uh, frames and the subframe lock. And I think, uh, what was it, Sandvik blade? Or? Yeah, it was 14C28 then. Yeah, uh, the this sprint run version came with carbon fiber frames and an M390 blade in their you know ever popular black wash finish. Boo. Yeah, well, you know what? It suits the knife. I'm not backing down on the black wash hate. Yeah, it's not my first choice either. But you know what's funny um, is I used to own uh, three triple sevens. So I had the 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 compound. What was it called? The um, with the herringbone Damascus and the, the Vanex. blade one. Oh god, yeah. I forgot what the composite blade. The composite blade, and I had the black one and the stone washed one of the M three ninety versions. But there was one model that was a exclusive to Germany that I never owned, and that was the black washed triple seven. So I thought it was kind of funny that they decided to bring that back with this quadruple seven is what the model designation is on the bare knuckle. But that is an it was an amazing knife. I'm you can't get it anymore, but I would imagine they'll probably do another version of it or something in the future. And that was I think $129 or something yeah, it's, like that. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Yeah, that was a a great buy. I really it's really great. am happy with. Uh, you isn't can, that cool? I really like yeah. that knife. You can get yeah. a, an M391 from Newgram but with like with black uh, aluminum handles for I think like 110 even cheaper. It's wild. Yeah. I mean, that's a great knife. Yeah. The first run of them that I had had incredibly... This one still has pretty heavy lock bar pressure, but the detent on, on the original ones was so strong. That's funny, because I was going to yeah. say, any knife that where most of the reviews are negative, like, this detent is strong, I'm interested in it, but I, I didn't realize it has it. It has a Dave it det- it has a Dave detent for sure. I forgot that that I was playing with my uh hinderer fire tack today. I was like, damn, Jake really made the detent on this thing perfect. <laughs> I, for- <laughs> I forgot the whole thing about it being welted shut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so maybe that knife is for me. I think you'd like it. It's, a, I, it's I think a- I would too. 
Um, the other models I want to talk about are both custom knives. Uh, well, I was going to talk about the S forty five VN PM two in this part, but guess what? It's a, it's, a, it's a PM two par- S forty five VN. Yes, and texture on the handles, which I really like. But and I haven't actually carried that at all because I got that at the same time as the as the um, as the Protec and and the Hogue. Mm-hmm. So those have basically just taken up pocket time from that perspective. Uh, but uh, a, a custom maker, a new custom maker that uh, I've talked about previously uh, by the name of American Blade Works. You guys have probably seen his stuff on on Instagram. Uh, he's a part-time maker who is trying to refine his machining skills. Uh, and his first uh, version of the Model 1, I think it was actually the second model, I took a look at late last year, early this year. Um, we actually gave that away uh, on a prior episode. Um, I had some things that I wanted him to change, uh, and he took that feedback and immediately put that into uh, a revised version of that knife, and it's a night and day difference. Um, so he, I just got the third revision of the knife, and it is fantastic. So I will probably be giving that one away either on this episode or the following one. Nice. But I was really happy to see a lot of improvement in that knife. Um, the other one I want to talk about is is Skiff Made Blades. So uh, the Skiff Drifter is now uh, up for pre... You can order them, and I think the first ones are starting to be delivered now. Um, I had the prototype here for about a month, and it is really, really cool. So I think those start at like 825 or 850 You can get them with standoffs or an anodized backspacer. Um, really, really great knife. So, uh, if you're interested, I would, uh, you know, DM Skiff Made Blades or Skiff Workshop. Yeah, being able to get one of those direct for that price is is great. Uh, if you if you have the money, if you got the disposable income and you want a, an incredibly well made custom, that's a that's that's a good one to jump on. That's the one I would go to. Absolutely. Yeah. I uh, another if we want to just shout out random American made knives, um, mm-hmm. the Freeman 451. Is now mm-hmm. coming in S forty five yen. I can't stand this knife personally, but I know people really like it. So it's and I certainly not for me. Yeah. It's, 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 I, I don't like it at all. But it's apparently a really great knife. So um, it has that R J Martin shortcut milling for the yeah. blade. But pe- people really like it. So I would say if you're interested, check it out. He were, he used to design for Gerber, right? And they're apparently really well made button lock flippers. Yeah, maybe I haven't handled one, so maybe if, maybe it's better than I think. But it's just at first glance, it just wasn't for me. But I, I, hey, yeah, it's, it's, I couldn't get past looks. No, no problems with with the manufacturer or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, apparently it's if great. It's for you. Go get one. Yeah. Is is S forty five yen? I have not gotten the opportunity to to check it out. Well, like I told you, I got the the para, the the PM two in it, but I haven't used it yet. Oh, oh, thank God. There's a nice Steel Nerds article on it that I can scroll down to try and see if there's a figure I understand and then not read this because, goddamn, <laughs> this shit is too in-depth. TLDR. I don't even know what the TLDR is. <laughs> uh, TLDR, I don't know. It's probably pretty good. <laughs> I don't it's know aight. why it would be bad. It's aight. Yeah. It's 10 more. <laughs> 10 more. Yeah. It's 10 more yeah. than 35, it, so. It is, it is the spinal tap of steels. Yeah. Just, just add 10 to it. I'm fine with that. Yeah. So some now that I've covered, I think those are all my uh, USA made uh, 
entries. I want to talk about some oddities that I've received in the past couple days. And one actually showed up today and the other one the day before yesterday. The first was is a uh, basically an interesting take on the Boker Kalashnikov by way of Blade HQ. And it is called The Dessert Warrior. I had to check the date because I was like, this is this is an April Fool's joke, right? And right? then I was like, nope, it's, it's not April. <laughs> it is the kind of thing that that people like me live for. It's just stuff that does not take itself too seriously. Stupid meme knives? Stupid meme knives. Love stupid meme knives. Yes. But uh, it's not my first Boker Kalashnikov, so I knew what I was getting into when I purchased it. But the pink frames with with painted sprinkles and the... It's like... The, Tiffany blue. It, the Tiffany blue blade... The purple button and the Harlequin Golf, uh, sort of screw arrangement on there, meaning every I didn't even notice screw, that every every piece of hardware is a different color. Oh my god! And it was only forty dollars. It was it was amazing. It was an instant buy for me. <laughs> I don't know how they manage on those Boker Kalashnikovs to make the aluminum feel so cheap. Like that shit is like the worst pot, they co- pot metal they co- I've ever felt. But they coated in like some the most horrible like paint ever. And then it's got like the the race skin like bumps. <laughs> they feel yes. so cheap, but for the price, it's worth it. Yes, that is a funny knife. How many of those did they make? Not enough uh, of them. Not I don't know. They're they gone. Sold out com- completely. I I saw them in stock. Like, I, I was on Blade HQ when they were in stock, and I was waffling. I was like, this is so stupid. I could just give this to my girlfriend or something. I was just like, <laughs> I, I'm disappointed that I didn't do it. That's yeah, I, I think uh, my uh, my intuition is telling me since they actually had this one labeled as Donut, and if I were in Blade HQ's shoes, I would certainly uh, leverage the popularity of the Dessert Warrior and turn it into a line. I would like like a and, funfetti cake one with white yeah, handles. Yeah, I think that's that's a that's a definite happen. You know, that's definitely going to happen. Uh, maybe a, a strawberry shortcake version, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> if they were in Philly, you would see a Rita's water ice version. Dude, there's one Rita's in Rhode Island, and I have no idea how it got there. It's like some I, wayward soul. There's I found one that Rita's. they made their way to the West Coast as well. <laughs> It's so weird to see Aritas outside yeah, of uh, outside of uh, the Mid Atlantic area. Very strange. Uh, but the second oddity that I've received is from a uh, another Chinese uh, brand called called Harns is the name of the brand. I believe it's, if I had to wager a guess as to how they came up with that name, they wanted to to incorporate the word hard and hands. <laughs> so Harns. You put the two together. You can't see what I'm doing right now, but I'm I'm grasping my hands together. This is Kansas levels hard. of English, indeed. And the the name of the knife. Are you guys ready? <laughs> Hold it's, on, let me cue it up. The saw. It's the beak. <laughs> the hate beak. Is the beak the thing that should not beak? Uh, this thing that should not beak. <laughs> it is. It is like the weird bastard child of a Spyderco civilian and some kind of benchmade. And like a dodo, and I don't know what Oh, else. the benchmade mini loco handle with a Spyderco dodo blade, and then an yeah. access lock. Yes, yes. And if that sounds terrible, guess it, what? It is. It doesn't come together. I love that the G10 handles, you can get them in lime green, yellow, or black. <laughs> 
It was it's a twenty nine dollar Amazon knife, um, and it came with the tip bent. <laughs> so, Real bent. Like I thought you yeah. did that. Like you no. were just trying it out. No, I literally just took it out of the box, and that, uh, that's what happened. I mean, I was looking at it like what the. F-? Yeah. So. So I, I'm I'm having an exchange for the exact same model. Amazon is literally just gonna throw that shit in the lake. Yeah, what does Amazon do with its returns? That's the real question. I'm not quite sure. Uh, but speaking of ridiculous Amazon knives, that Free Tiger, um, I think I love them knives. LTK had it uh, hardness tested, and it actually came out like appropriate levels of hardness for D2. It was really D2, and it was an appropriate level of hardness for fucking twenty dollars. That's pretty great. Yeah, that's it's shocking because that was a good knife minus the name and shit. But the Harns beak does not get uh-huh. a, does not get the thumbs up from the no, podcast. No, I mean it's quirky. It's very quirky. <laughs> like you know, if if you want to, if you if you if you have a good sense of humor, you might enjoy the Harns beak. Um, I when I was googling the Harns beak, uh, I. I quickly misread this YouTube title and it said Harns Warrior Review Best Budget Hard Use Knife and I thought it, it was about the knife you were talking about. I was like, I, you know, somehow I'm skeptical that that's the best hard use knife if you hit the, the tip it also bends had a lot by of, looking it. It also had a lot of blade play right out of the box. I could believe that. I feel like the but access I, lock is not access lock. Can... I agree. That's I, I was going to give it a pass for that but when I saw the bent tip I was like, meh. Does the access lock require like good tolerances or is it more is it more uh, top I'm more tolerant of poor tolerances. It does have more flexibility. I have no idea. Cue up I, Jake it's a crapshoot. <laughs> it's more flexible than like a a good titanium frame lock, I would say. Okay, so these Chinese companies can pump this shit out. That makes sense. Right. All right. <laughs> Certainly has more moving parts. Did you mention your Greg Stevens, uh, the... Leather Pro-tech. inlaid ProTech. I can't remember. I, I, I was going to put that on my list, but I wasn't sure if I talked about it last time. That's such a weird knife with the leather inlays. It's so cool, though. Do, do, what do you have to do to take care of the leather, though? Like, does it dry out? Do you need to, like, put leather moisturizer on it? I, I don't know, man. It's... <laughs> I'm not, it, Like, of all the knives, like, it's not... I wouldn't say, like, if you're going to buy a knife to, like, you know, carry every fucking day. Maybe don't get the leather inlaid Greg Stevens version. <laughs> That's a fair point. But for me and the, like, he only made like a few of them. So the people who want it, get it. It's really freaking cool. Yeah. That with lost and, Brian. And usually he, the leather is pretty durable. The stuff that he uses. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'm sure Brian will rejoin us at some point. Hey, maybe we should, since to make us look like we're hip with the youths, on the Reddits, we should probably talk about the Shamweary. Oh, yeah. Which, um, That's it. We're done talking about the Shamweary. I, I, no, I mean, I, I'm sure you, you are likely to say this. I mean, your Instagram post said it best. Don't pay more for a production knife. Yeah, like, I don't understand. Like, what do people think? Like, that just shows how the disconnect in the knife community it's like and the hype knives like like oh my god like look at this thing i that's something i fucking need to gareth bull because it says gareth bull on he it. he must be thanking his lucky stars because back in the day he was just like a knife maker that everyone was like stay away from this guy he's like he got kicked out of the south african knife makers guild and he, before instagram and reddit he was persona non grata and nobody was interested in this shit. And then Reddit came along, and fucking goddamn, this guy is now, like, in terms of prices, in probably the top 5% of tactical knife makers now, in terms of prices. 
I'm not mm-hmm. saying in terms of anything else. Uh, oh, Brian lost power. Okay. Um, but it is just wild to me that if, if Reddit and Instagram hadn't come along, this guy would have been people on the forums would have repeated the same shit as tends to happen, unfortunately, on forums, um, right. for better or for worse. People would have repeated the same stories about him, and uh, this wouldn't have happened. And new forms of social media, this just fucking it explodes in popularity. Now you have mm-hmm. shit where people are paying more for the production version that has no uh, detent, or has too strong of a detent. Oh, has way me. too strong a detent. Yeah. Way too strong. Which is, now explains why the customs have no decent. Right. Precisely. Like, it's it's not a bad knife. You know what I mean? I don't think it's a bad knife. But, I mean, it is, as, it's very, it's not very interesting. It's incredibly boring to be, you know. I mean, what else can you say about it? It's got black handles. It's got a big blue over-travel stop on the other side. Um... I don't know. It's it's fine. It's not. I wouldn't. It was for the two hundred and seventy five dollars. And if you really like the design, fine. It's not bad at all. I don't think he was overcharging for the knives. You know what I mean? No, that's a that's a totally reasonable production knife price. Yeah, yeah. Is um, it uh, hollow ground or flat? It's it's hollow ground. Oh, okay. At least they got yeah. that part of the design. I don't like the fact that he took his logo and 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 just. Slapped zero it in the thought middle. about that. Yeah, yeah. It was just I don't think that's really the big thing is I don't think there was any thought that was put into this knife. I think he sent he show you know he's like here's a picture of the knife I make. Hey, we knives, can you make this into a <laughs> knife? And they just the first thing they showed was all right, let's let's go. That his his inc- like a graph of his income from year to year looks like the fucking coronavirus cases in Arizona right now. Nothing, nothing, nothing fucking shoots up like last year. Right. This this man has probably made enough money in the last like two years to retire on. Well, uh, you know, and I hope so. That's good for 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 a knife maker. That I don't wish anyone not to make a living. Just, I don't. You know, I just I, I the maker's like- not seeing any of that money from the, uh, you know. I think the production run was a good way for him to capitalize on the fact that his stuff is popular at the moment because you know that's fleeting. Yes, I, I don't so. know if the the you know issues from the past have persisted. I'm guessing not, just because of the mm-hmm. amount of attention he gets lately. Oh, uh, his open bid right now is seven thousand dollars. So, oh. oh well, that's good. Wow. What is what is? Oh, Brian's back. Uh, for a Gareth Bull custom chamois with uh, damascus steel handles and a damascus steel blade. All right, there you go. Someone will have that. Where do you? What country do you think it's going to? Uh, the guy who is winning the bid right now looks very waspy. So right now it looks like America, but well, there who you knows? Go. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That that knife just doesn't really do it for me. Yeah. Um, I, I really like the design. I just, I, his popularity is just, it's, it's, it's defies explanation how much it has increased, but there we go. There's our sham weary bit. Yeah. I mean, if you like it, don't, don't overpay for it. That's all I got to say. Presumably there'll be another run of it. Maybe. Or it could be the Brian model where everyone loves the knife and then you're never going to get it again. I I don't, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily true either. (laughs) Yeah, how the micro evos? They didn't have the uh, drama associated with them that the voids had. No, and um, they also, for the most part, were pretty good. And um, 
Uh, <laughs> Great stuff, <laughs> Brian. Great stuff. I'm sorry. I um, I got a bunch of shit going on at the moment. Uh, you saw, obviously saw my parents went on, so I'm still a little yeah. freaked out here. Um, I don't know what I'm saying about them. <laughs> Are you afraid of the dark or something? What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the micro epochs. They turned out well. Cool. Yeah, they did. All right. That's good. Yeah, I think everyone liked them. Um, but I was maybe there'll be another run or something. I only, I only had um, two people back out on that. Holy shit. I think yeah. all of your yelling on this podcast is finally working. The people are like, oh, fuck, I'm stuck with this thing. <laughs> people are finally learning the system. It's like uh, the Soup Nazi episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just so you works. gotta learn how to order a knife from Brian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Brian, what's next? Yeah, that's always the question. Um, are we ready to talk about that? I don't know. If you want to talk about it, you can talk. I'm giving you the opportunity to talk about it. It's you know, it was weird because I'm right now. I'm a little nervous with China. You know, I'm just afraid something's going to happen with the with them and the trade and everything is going to stop. So I've mm-hmm. been kind of holding off. Um, but I think I'm going to do a nether run of the full size Evo. Yes. But something that I haven't done before with them. So different blades and different handle. If it's what we talked about, then I think uh, it will be uh, a pretty cool thing. Are we going to get Bowie bladed Evo Typhoon? No. Yes. <laughs> Thank God. I, I mean, blade blades that you haven't done before. What blade didn't get included? The Bowie. Okay, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I want it. That's awesome. See, um, see, Brian. Yeah, so I think you know. I get people asking me for that knife all the time. Um, it's a popular knife. It's a good size. So mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, that's something we can get done. I 100% agree. I, I, I wouldn't mind having a second one, even if it's just the blade is different. Like, yeah, I, th- I think uh, it'll be a very cool thing. And for people to, people who already have them and for people who want to get in on it, I think it'll be a very cool thing. Yeah. And, and it's a good test. You know, Levin and I have been talking about it. You know, what I when I do runs, I typically give everything, you know, you can choose from all these different options at one time. And then a lot of guys can't afford to buy more than one knife, mm-hmm. maybe at that time. So they only end up getting one, and they really might want other versions of that. But they're, you know, now you're stuck to trying to find that version on the secondary. So I think by doing less options uh, and, you know, maybe just limit, limiting it a, a little months, bit, yeah, right, it'll, uh, I think and it'll work out well. Perfect example: me with my mini typhoon. I really wish I could have a second one with a Bowie blade. There you go. They're out there. They are very hard to find. Believe me. I have a Bowie played, but it's a Bowie... Uh, what do you call it? Japanese Tanto. Yeah. I, oh, it yeah. looks like a speedboat. <laughs> no, I, I really wanted the, the Katana wrap with the Bowie blade or something, but... Yeah. I, they, they don't come up enough on the secondary market for me to find that exact... Conf- well, if that configuration well, even exists... Especially the, uh, yeah, I don't know. The mini typhoons, I did, I only did like 25, I think, uh, 3D frames of those. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, I do have a 3D frame one, but I also got it from you directly. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, I would love to have another one that was another blade shape, but it's just, they don't exist. Or are squirreled away somewhere. Squirreled. Oh, trust me, I, I have nothing left. Yeah, and those are definitely not happening again. <laughs> if you go back to our episodes from about two years ago and listen to those, I, d- I don't think we're getting another run of mini typhoons. No. No, I, I mean, if it was, it, again, it doesn't make sense. First off, you know... He you never says never. 
<laughs> right, but you'd want to update the things that you'd like to change on it to kind of offer something different if you're going to do it. And... Like, if you look at, if, and especially if you take into account, like, what you've learned from doing the dagger and then the the chicane and the and the void XL, like, taking all that stuff and putting it into a knife that you already made doesn't make much sense when you could just design a new knife. I thought the price was also the problem. They were way too cheap. Oh, well, that is... Uh, that is also a thing, I'm sure. Uh, I don't really remember what I sold those for. The, for the flat ones. Is that what for they the, started at? Mm-hmm. For the flat ones, four fifty. Yeah, yeah four fifty or four hundred. Yeah, that that can't be done anymore. No, not not the way I'm doing it. You know, no. well, part of the pro- <laughs> part of the problem when you make a lot of them for me to heat treat that many myself, um, the price starts going. You know, starts getting quite a bit. So I, I have to have somebody else heat treat them. And I can't find somebody who treat he treats them consistently, you know, like, uh, well, I mean, the hardness might be consistent, but the blades are always warped all over the fucking place. And they say, oh, if you, if you mill them even, and, I mean, it, I don't know. I don't know what to do. So, uh, I get them flat myself, but I have to mill them hard. That and, I, and I mean the blades, not, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think you'd be very aroused by that. Uh... <laughs> cue, that, cue that jizz music. And then, and then the, you know, you know what goes up when you have to start milling things hard? The right. tooling costs. Tooling costs. Then yeah. the tooling costs go through the roof, and then you have to charge Spiderco prices. My end mills. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Got to shut down the studio. My, uh, the other knives I want to talk about are from our buddy Adam Purvis. Yes. Who has released uh, two new knives within the past month. Uh, one of them is he's just starting to get now, and the other one has been around for about a week or two. And one of them is the, they're both versions of the Progeny, which, which actually had a K&P version upon its first release. Uh, this is the Progeny Mark II, which is the larger version of the Progeny, which includes thumb studs and has changed from a titanium frame lock to an inset liner lock with carbon fiber frames. It is very cool. I got one with, uh, with uh, a black blade and a marble carbon fiber frame and a titanium framed one with a mirror stonewashed blade. Like the, uh, mm-hmm. like the, like the primordial primordial. Thing. That's right. Exactly. Nice. Uh, they are both that very, marble very cool. Carbon framed one is so incredibly light. Yeah. It's on my, it made my lightweight list. It's interesting because it, it has a titanium backspacer as well, and it's still very light. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, transitioning into the, the other primordial, uh, the, I mean progeny, <laughs> uh, the progeny MR. The MR stands for more reasonable. Nobody, <laughs> I don't think he has re- announced that to anyone, but the progeny more reasonable <laughs> is, is a $130 uh, primordial. I mean, God, progeny. With G10 handles, an inset liner lock, you can either have G10 or micarta, uh, and it's the same silhouette as the original Progeny with standoffs instead of a backspacer. Oh, nice. I I don't mean to jump in on his shit, but I I forgot to mention also on the new Evos, I'm going to be doing the MBP, the Evo MBP, the much better price. (laughs) Much better price. Be be on the lookout for that, too. (laughs) Now you'll actually have to deliver on that. <laughs> Much better price. 
<laughs> that's good. That's that's cool. I I, I enjoy these very um, transparently named knives. Yeah, it's probably Har- more reasonable. <laughs> Harn's beak. The micro e much better price. <laughs> Someone just make the good knife. The good knife. Yes. That's how they Chinese food. The cuts well good knife. Knife strange flavor. Shout out to strange flavor food. Uh, Adam also got the Zerks integral prototype? No, he has not. Those are from the factory pictures yet. Oh, okay. So Someone that's, that's that has a little... hand has held one. Yes. Uh, so that's still a little ways off, but uh, uh, I expect I'll be... Yeah, it looks sick as shit. Who, who's making that? We are. Um, Those Bestech. are Best Tech. Has Best Tech done an integral yet? Uh, I'm, I'm. They have with within their own, like life, but not for, you know. Best Tech's been great, man. Who has like, Best Tech done an integral for? Themselves, I believe. Have does, they? Yeah, they did Adam, one. Go for it, Brian. I'm wondering. Does, does Adam, Adam des- design the? design the um the whole mechanism for the integral or does he have them do that part it's a combination of the two so even if he goes uh, and does design something they may have uh they may they may a draw it for him they do or something yeah exactly so there's it's def- there's definitely like uh some co- collaboration that goes on but for the most part it's it's adam's vision altogether nice yeah very very cool stuff yeah. Good for Adam. That's, that's got to be Jake. No, that was me. I'm sorry. And he oh. got a, uh, a Void XL. That's very yeah. cool. One of the Bowie yes, ones. He has two of them. Wait, really? Yeah. Jesus. I can't even get a chicane over here. Yeah. What's happening? I can't, I can't even get a chicane over here. <laughs> what is, the, what is that, that about? You have that, I, I know, but it was just the way you said it was so funny. It's like, oh, that was good. I have a chicane left. <laughs> Meanwhile, I knock over everything on my desk because I'm like, what? There's a chicane? He, he just dropped dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's a Damas- Damacor and Timascus. The same oh, one that's I don't been want that sitting one. there. <laughs> I, it's, as much as I want that one, I, I don't want that one. After, oh, fun, yeah, the fun discovery with my car, which I now have had, was $500 to have it done. And I'm appreciative that it wasn't that cheap or that expensive. To have the fucking door and front fender repainted. <laughs> oh my god. After I discovered my entire car had been repainted before it was sold. That was the most expensive decal removal I've ever Dude, seen in my life. Don't even, after this, I've just like, I'm zen. I've gotten to a zen mode after this is done. I am just going to let it get scratched. I'm going to let it get fucked up and I'm not going to do this again. So your car was a brand new car from the factory and it was repainted? No, it was a certified pre-owned, 10,000 miles on it. Uh, I uh, had some... Cert- certified repainted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did that cert- the certification means? <laughs> it was certifiedly fucked up. Pre-demolished. Yeah. <laughs> I bought it, and apparently just to make it more attractive to sell it, they, they repainted the car and it was quote-unquote up to Ford factory spec, which means nothing. Which, which means literally nothing. Yeah, because Ford, Ford built tough my ass um so yeah the, 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 there was no disclosure of any kind of paintwork and it looked good i just like am not a fucking professional body uh, auto body person so i didn't look behind the weather stripping mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like yeah it had been repainted so but yeah so i took the tacky stripe off the door and there was just a perfect debossing of the clear coat where the stripe was so it was literally clear coated with the fucking stripe on it classic Earl, toaster Earl mechanic Shive job yeah 
yeah, it's some real shysters. Um, my my mechanic who or my auto body guy is very Italian, and he was swearing a lot. It was great. I appreciate. I know. It. I know someone else that had a very poor experience. <laughs> hey, well, their, good thing but... he's got a much more reasonable knife to sell to pay for these things. Well, so he replaced the car. Do you guys know what what car he got? Uh, I I saw this the other day because I was like, oh wait, that's not a Mustang anymore. So did you see it? Yes, but I don't remember. I already my mind is. In, so in he already had the other car. He had the the C5 Corvette. Oh, a C5. Also, that's that's his like knock around car. It was fine. He, it was pretty cool. I don't hate a, I hate the C5. Okay, here's the thing. I hate the C5 coupe. I like the C5 hatch. The C5 hatch is a nice looking car. The C5 coupe is hideous. And all of the well, not all of the Z06s, but the majority of the Z06s were sold as the coupe, and it's terrible looking. Uh, I disagree. What? Yeah. The C5 coupe just has like the the long flat trunk. It looks awful. It doesn't look bad. It doesn't look good. The anyway. the hatch is way better. Well, I won't disagree with you there, but I don't think it's bad. I, anyway, I, I feel very strongly about this. Yeah, it's fine. Um, that's also an automatic, which I give him shit for. But you know, <laughs> if he does, if he does what I think he's going to do with it it'll probably be pretty cool but his his new daily driver is very interesting uh it, it is, is also a, it is also a fomoco product oh <laughs> they, they don't make anything interesting <laughs> you're right that's because it's, well now it's a 2016 or 20 uh, yeah so they definitely don't make the it taurus anymore. sho <laughs> yes that's exactly what it is that is interesting. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool. That is that. Is, yeah, I'll give it. This is that's weird enough. That's a. I, I approve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm okay with that. But one. that is why I'm not buying a chicane. <laughs> it's because that was another unexpected five hundred dollars. Mm, makes sense. I didn't After realize he had gotten an SHO. Or wait, no, we did talk about this. I told is you, it the, but it was yeah, the generation that was that's notorious for making huge power with like just yes. like a reflash and a, yes. Whatever other little mechanics yes. thing I think like eleven hundred dollars gets you like another hundred and sixty horsepower. Yeah. yeah. That's factory forced induction, man. Yeah. That's the way to go. If that's what you're into. Like yeah. horsepower and stuff. Right. Anyway. Uh, knife my brother, my my brother is texting me. We'll talk about knife stuff in a second because we're recording this at the same time as the PlayStation Five announcement, which is happening Are we? right now. Yes, the PlayStation Five is being announced right this second. I so did not realize this. My my phone is blowing up because my brother is is losing his mind. Yeah, uh, talk about inflation. It's like five hundred bucks. Uh, here I'm going to send you guys a picture of the of the PlayStation Five. Thank you. This is this is. You can say you saw it, like, as it was being revealed. This will be completely irrelevant in a week. Yes. Yes, that is the wonderful thing about podcasts. Yes. They are not live. No. Uh, what the fuck? It is uh, interesting looking. It's from the future. It looks like a a thing. It looks like it has antennae. It looks like a Power Ranger does the white ranger i'm getting yeah i'm getting strong power ranger vibes yeah um what else? storm it's got stormtrooper theme which is always you know it's played out it's yeah yeah uh, 
Ooh, one knife that I am very much looking forward to is this, uh, what is it? Madre Bay Knives, the old guard, the the Ray Laconico knife that looks like every Ray Laconico knife, is that but the in one a good with the way. Swe- is that the one with the swedge on the top? No, that's the Rosalinda. The one without I have the, the swedge. I have the prototype of the Rosalinda coming. Nice. I, I yeah. don't like that one as much with like the daggerish blade, but uh, would you I think the that full gives flat it, grind. I like the other one too, but that that Rosalinda, like the, just the lines of it, are super nice. I, this is the funny thing: is Ray could just keep designing knives that are incredibly similar to each other. And I'm just gonna be like, he, this motherfucker's spitting. How does he keep doing it? <laughs> it's like I, the same knife. It's the same knife over and over. And I'm just like, he he doesn't miss. Mm. <laughs> I love every single one. I don't yeah. know why. They're just very clean, very practical designs. Like, it's like people yeah. that like the band Fish. Uh, they've been making the same fucking music for 50 years. Holy And they love it. Shit, it never changes a... even a little bit. That is uh, an amazing just... an- analogy. Yeah, except for the problem is I have uh, never inhaled, what is it, nitrous from a balloon before a Ray Laconico concert. You're more directly from the tank kind of guy. <laughs> One of my friends was going to see Fish. He's like, oh yeah, I got, a, I got a balloon of nitrous. I was like, what the fuck? Is this what people do? Wait, how far in advance did he get the balloon of nitrous? Right, apparently people just, like, have trunks full of balloons of nitrous, and they sell them to you outside the fish concert. Oh, wow. This is is a thing. That's true. Yeah. All right. Not my seed. I think that's what we need to do for the next podcast, is we all should have a balloon of nitrous and record. Fish, didn't you ever hear the, the conspiracy theory that fish was formed like a boy band uh, by Big Nitrous to sell to sell balloons in parking lots. <laughs> this is this is some it Westchester knowledge. It wasn't fish. It was another band, but Grateful the Dead. Same joke applies. Yes, Grateful Dead. Yeah, with the same thing always applies between Grateful Dead and Fish. The same. Yeah, but, band. yes, it's true. But I really did like that analogy. But I would also argue that perhaps Benchmade is the fish of the knife world. <laughs> Because they make the same things over and over? Yeah, they make the same thing over and over again. The quality is incredibly shoddy, and but they have a very dedicated fan, <laughs> fan base. <laughs> the yeah. dedicated fan base part is, yeah. Right. Uh, not that Fish is a terrible band, but it's just... I just I dude, mean, I can't do jam bands. No, nah, it's not for me. It's just antithetical to me as a metalhead is mm. to like jam bands. It's it's true. It's true. Uh, other Benchmade things while we're shitting on them. I, I Actually, I don't really know, because since we don't like battle songs... Do we shit on them for this new 87? The price is absolutely insane. Okay, all I need to read is, inter- or was it like single piece, channel handled, titanium battle song? Yeah, but it's made. It's literally a, bucks, right? It's a it's a 650, and it's a stick with metal attached to it. <laughs> it is stick with metal attached to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it's what it is. I mean, it's like making two integral knives. Not really, though. Well, you need to have ridiculous tolerances. Well, I guess if you were using bearings, you don't need to have as perfect tolerances. But don't you need for like the the pivots on battle songs? It's pretty critical to yeah, have. But them. there's no but there's no spring. You don't have to integrate all of that. It's not That's nearly true. as complicated to assemble. That is true. I can't. Uh, let's see. Does it mention if it uses? So there's two channeled pieces of metal with screws through them. Yeah. That's what it is. Well, someone will pay yeah, six fifty. They're long, thin pieces, so they tend to warp. So every kind of design has its good and bad things to sure. building it, you know. But it's no—I mean, maybe it's a little thinner than what an integral knife starts at. But I'm sure they start out with the same, you know, yeah. billet of titanium. Has Blade Runner Systems done a integral battle song yet? That's a good question. Is, we, I'm curious what they would say they could do it for price-wise. I would still take. A, I would take a. 
Blade Runner systems Bally over any of them. Yeah, because the thing is, Benchmade, I mean, as much as, again, not let this be a tacit endorsement of the flipping community, but um, I don't think they've liked any Battle Song that Benchmade has made since the four, you know, the 40 series, I mean, which was a long time ago. It's very interesting because that is the literally what Benchmade built themselves up on. Yes. Hence why their logo is the butterfly. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. The 85, like yeah, it definitely feels like they're trying to cash in on some n- nostalgia. Yes. Is it nostalgia at this point? For the 40s? Yeah, because those, those, yeah. those things are mad expensive. It's like it's like getting a, oh God, the car metaphors, they're, they're so played out. I was going to say, it's like getting a 2JZ. It's like 20 years old, but it's the best one. So but now you're too, but yeah, because now they just sell a BMW. <laughs> well, you should just get a Gallo 24 and put the Gallo 24 in it. Oh, God. That's a Fast Furious reference. Uh, other quick hints about Benchmade, because apparently Benchmade you is can impervious have to this want. crisis. And uh, just is dropping tons of knives. The, let's get into the meat crafter. <laughs> well, I want to talk about the meat crafter. Yeah, but I did want, but I did want to segue a little bit when we were talking about uh, Blade Runner systems, if that's okay. Sure. Um, they have an, another line that uh, they've launched called Revo Knives. I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, I just didn't is, know it was it, it's their It's their entry-level uh, brand. So... And I received a couple of the knives uh, a couple weeks ago, and I've been pretty impressed with them. Here's what I think is interesting. Some of the, the designs are a little bonkers, but I kind of appreciate that. Well, that's also Since, expected from them. Yeah, but it's also, they're, they're very reasonably priced. And we're talking in like between 30 and 60 bucks for some of, for like the higher end stuff. Um, and they're very well made. Uh, uh, bearing, some of them are assisted. But I think it's a really good brand for people getting into the knife hobby because it'll attract them with some crazy designs, but at the same time, they're going to get a quality knife. Uh, so I do think that the Revo brand has some legs. So if you're interested in getting some people into knives, I think that's a good brand for people to start with. Yeah. It fits with their whole sci-fi aesthetic. Yeah. I see what they're going for here. There's one that they, I forgot what it's called, but there's one, it's probably the most bonkers looking one, but it, it's, it's absolutely my favorite. I can't remember what it's called. Let me go look. The Nessamuk one is actually going with Nessamuk blade, the Ness. Yes, yes. That's I had an argument uh, that no one actually calls it a Nessamuk blade. <laughs> yeah. Only people who think they are bushcrafters doing yes. tree shit. Uh, um, Jordan was actually calling it, that's a Nessamuk blade. I'm like, dude, no one calls that. It's just a fucking leaf or like a, a small kookery blade. Hey, man. Semantics. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so the, the, one, is... the, the one that was bonkers is the... What the hell is it called? The There's recoil? a picture. Oh, no, the Berserk. Berserk! That one's pretty bonkers looking. Dude, I'm going to send it to you. You're going to be like, wow, this is great. Um, they do have a lot of competition, though, because Civivi is kind of untouchable in the, that $60 price range. Yeah, they, but they're also creeping in price. Are they? They just released yeah. one that is the the one with the clip point blade that to me is just looks fantastic um, yeah that one does look good with the with the faux bolster looking milling and stuff. yeah and then the the faux uh oh god what is that called it's not checkering. good when you not yeah when you uh the other if you have, if you have to use the term faux to describe two things on the knife faux jigging there we go yeah there you go the dogma the civivi oh and that's 47 dollars. damn see the dogma is really nice Yes. I really like that one. I, I hate that Wii is putting all their normal practical designs into Civivi and, and not doing, even trying it with their main 
Well, they're probably pr- prestige brand making way more money with the Civivi. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's why we've seen three Wii knives this year. Yeah, they're clearly. I think they figured it out that they weren't making money on those, or uh, weren't making as much money as you can make pumping out budget knives. Uh, who knows? Uh, Blade Show, I think, put a stifled a lot of the new release stuff. It's. I. I actually believe it will happen. I. Be, I I'm fairly confident it will happen. I think it. Yeah. At this point, it probably is going to happen. But I don't know what the attendance will be. I don't. I don't. I, 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 I don't actually know anyone that's going. Yeah. Uh. There'll there'll be someone there, but. Yeah. Good luck. Um. Spider Co released a whole bunch of stuff. Yes, they did. I forgot that this happened. This. Oh wait, one last bench made the nine forty oh, the- auto. auto. I kind of like that. Good, good. It was a good idea. Yeah, that's that's like that's like a hey, just shut up and take our money. How did it take you this long? How did you just start panting out of nowhere right there? Did I? You're like how? Which apparently I just really like that knife. Wait, we need to get to the meat crafter before Spider Co. Let's okay. Let's talk about the meat crafter. The fact that a 14 degree edge is now trademarked. They trademarked the edge. It has a select edge. 14 degree select edge. Oh, I'm so glad they used 14 because I used 14.1. Oh, mm-hmm. well, thank God you've avoided infringing on their trademark. I don't know how they were awarded a trademark for that. Because it's a trademark, not a, not a patent. Oh, right? not a patent. I guess you're right. You can trademark whatever. TM. Trademark the 14.1. It's even more select edge. No, I'm going for the MVP. I'm going to trademark that. <laughs> you got it. Please, please trademark MVP and make a budget line, much better price. <laughs> meat, meat bucket pants. Uh, but it, okay, I guess I really don't have that much else to say about the meat crafter aside from the name being kind of it funny. Is, are you are you uh, the use case for it is to craft meat? Uh, I, I guess. Is that what we're to believe? Uh, it's supposed to be a kitcheny knife. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, it's like a I... fillet knife thing. Deboning knife. I've gotten really, like, I've gotten no new folders, but I've gotten literally an entire new set of kitchen knives at this point. Um, but I don't think I need a deboning knife from Benchmade. I'm going to I'm gonna keep it a buck. Nah. I think that's fair. Um, should we... I do want to say um, we did lose another knife legend over the past month. Um... Uh, Butch Velotin. Oh away. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, our, our our thoughts go out to the entire Velotin family. It's. I think he he must have died happy knowing that his entire family is basically carrying on his legacy. Yes, and those knives are some of the first like custom knives I saw on I don't know Arizona Custom Knives or something where I was sure. just like. What is this material? What are they doing? Like, what is? The, I didn't understand Mosaic Damascus yeah. and all the cool shit that they were. And I was just like, this is this doesn't even look like. And like, how did they do this? I don't I understand. Mean, I mean, just his contribution to like the Switchblade world is yes, dual, dual action actions, yeah. yeah, and and Matt Diskin, and Matt Diskin, his, yeah, his That's contribution his, his to trainer. giving us Matt Diskin. I'm sure he trained That's... other people too that we just don't know that yeah. they trained oh, under him. But yeah, R.I.P. Damn. Yes. That's wild. Pour one out for Butch Velotin. Yeah, good thing there's still Rainy and Kyle. Yes, exactly. I think there's, uh, I think, and all of them still work in the business to some extent. Yeah. I mean, uh, 
Those knives are incredible. I think they were in the movie Drive. They were like featured in that movie, which is the knives wild. were. Or they... Yeah, no, no, the the knives. There is, I think, there's a a, a Volatin custom in that movie. I like that movie. I, I can't even remember the knife. Brian Cranston has this. Uh, the villain is played by Brian Cranston. He has this like mm-hmm. uh, display case of custom knives. I think he takes out like a, a straight razor from it. But of all the one things. of them is of I believe is a Volatin Auto. I think it's nice. a Jester or something. Is, is it? Called. Is it not Valaton? I thought it was. I believe it's Volatin. I yeah, I hope we're not getting this wrong right now. This would be the the worst time to get that wrong. But. No, I don't yeah. think so. I don't I don't think anyone could judge us. I yeah. mean, what are they going to say? I mean, we got kayfabe earlier, so. Yeah. That was in the bonus content. Yeah. Um yeah, RP legend there. Um Yeah. Yeah. That is uh, but we have to close out with a high note here. <laughs> And talk about some of these new releases from Spider-Co. I, I remember looking at this and then immediately obliterated it from my mind because I remember the, the new release catalog had some bonkers photos in it. Yes. But uh, I, again, talking about the catharsis of just being able to tell every single one of you, I told you so. You were right. The poppy is real. Yeah, and listen... I know the name might have changed a little bit, or maybe I misheard it in the very in the moment. But Pachi and Poppy are pretty close, so that is the knife. <laughs> you, it, I can't. It is. Is that not what I described? Unfathomable that they put the money into the tooling costs to make this fucking thing. <laughs> how did they spend? How is this only two hundred seventy dollars MSRP? They had to tool up. To make this fucking knife. I can't... The designer now follows me on Instagram. Some of his most popular designs are the dog-shaped knives. He has more than one. Well, Kazuyuki Sakurai is... Yeah, Kazuyuki Sakurai. This man is wild. And it's funny because there's also a a Russian uh, knife designer. And we've talked about this in the past uh, past episodes that it prides knives. himself on dog shaped knives. So now there's like, uh, who is the king ago. of the dog shaped knives? Uh, the first person to have it produced by Spider Co. Clearly, Mr. Sakurai. So we got porno knives, and now we have dog knives. What yeah. weird micro genres are we missing out on that we didn't know? We need to do like an Anthony Bourdain uh, style. <laughs> uh, what's what's what was Anthony Bourdain's big travel documentary? Uh, no reservations. Yeah, we need to do a no reservations looking for obscure knife micro genres we didn't know about, like dog knives. Mm. Hmm. The fucking this thing with the folding tail. I told you it had a fucking tail. Who? What? What? And is legs. Like, it's got legs. I need to see the mathematics on how this could po- this knife could possibly pay for itself. Is this like a loss leader? No, it's not a loss leader, because loss leader sells in high quantities, and you don't make any money on it. And this thing's not cheap. This is the Halo oh. product. It's a Halo product. This is the Spider-Co Halo product. Move over fucking spy- the Paisan, uh, or yeah, the Nirvana. Exactly. It's, it's the, po- it's the po- poachy. The, it's the, the poachy. It's the poachy. Now, now, the best part about it is the marketing. Like, the, the actual images of them all playing soccer. I, ca- I can't. I can't. What are these drugs, and how do I get them? It's probably fish provided. <laughs> now we know where all the balloons of nitrous went. Yeah, exactly. How is Ed Shemp not involved? You know behind the scenes he, like, touched up this knife somehow. Ed, Ed, Ed Shemp, Shemp had to Ed, be involved. Ed Shemp is always involved. 
Edge Shrimp, I feel like, is responsible for all I, of this. I still think they ought to come out with the Edge Shrimp. But that's just me. I, I swear. That's resurrecting an old podcast joke. You, you know, like, the people that they claim that they like, did a ton of acid in the 70s, and now, like, when they crack their back, they have trips? Yeah. I think that's what's going on with uh, fucking Sal. Right, right. Uh, Sal Glesser, I think, has just been permanently on, like, I, a I admire, acid trip. I admire the sense of humor, and if you look at the other releases, that it continues with things like the Yo Jumbo. <laughs> Didn't you name that, basically? I feel like I did. He was even... I just can't. I don't know why I should like a knife company that doesn't take itself seriously, um, but for some reason Spider Co has gone just too far. I can't. I, I, I'm gonna own a Pachi. I'm gonna own a Yojumbo. There were some other ones in there that I totally want. This is like a fucking little like train set, like a, a scale train set that they have the poopies on. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. I want to get a I want to get a poster and frame that. Dude, the fucking dirt bike riding the sway back. Yeah, doing a sick wheelie off the sway back. Wait, I didn't see that one. Send that to, send that to me now. I was oh my god, I can't it, fucking. I can't do it. The swayback looks freaking cool as shit, though, right? Uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm in on it, but it's a, it's a, it's, it's gonna get real popular. I'm it's sure. been heralded Once it gets, for years. It's going to get that fucking Nick Shabazz bomb. Oh, Wait, when Nick see, Shabazz yeah. is here with your PM two. Yeah. Oh my god, that oh, thing is this, gonna sell like hotcakes. The Sleesh Bowie, and now you have this, this, this Sleesh thing. Nick Shabazz here with your new Sleesh swayback. <laughs> I gotta say, compared to your PM2, this oh is just a, this is a gem. It's a certified gem. It's a certified gem. Oh god! I hope this. he rides a fucking dirt bike over it. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do this. It's I just, would pay to see Nick Shabazz. We should pay them because they give us this content. Yeah, it's true. Send me this picture of. The I did. Dirt I just bike. sent it in the Hangouts. Uh, Look at this fucking thing. <laughs> It has nothing to do with the use case of the knife. It's supposed to be like a traditional, like oh a modern my traditional. God, they're dude. Wow. This is insane. It's beautiful. <laughs> Send them the the Pachi one too, because I'm sure Jake hasn't seen that either. Yes. Yeah. Well, if it's in the catalog, then I have it right in front of me. Oh, you know good. Physical? I have the I have the actual physical catalog. My man's got the physical. Is it in that the mid year releases? Oh. That we busted out. Weren't you here? I think it was you and Chris Kelly were here when we... I uh, was. I think. Do you remember his reaction when he realized... So he pulled out his, like, little native and realized that the knives in the catalog were to scale. Mm. And he's like, oh my god! Why doesn't everyone do this? And I was like, that was my answer I fucking said! Mm. Why doesn't everyone have a guy do it a sick wheelie off a knife? Mm. <laughs> I can't. I... I it's so good. It's, I mean, remember the one from a few years ago that I, sh I photoshopped our faces onto? Yes, the rocket. Where we're, yeah, we were blasting into space. And it was that horrible knife, too. What was it? The, no, that was the on the Kapara, I thought. No, it was like the Slytherin or something. <laughs> Slytherin. I think it was called the Slytherin. <laughs> Do you think they just microdose their employees with LSD? <laughs> I think they leave a little acid tab. Like right at their desks each morning. 
I want to see the spiritual journey that these people go on when they design these knives. Actually, better yet, when they approve them. I know they. I know they listen to. It costs them real money to make these things. I, I need we need a Spiderco representative to come oh, we, on the show. I I apps I, I have so many questions. So whether <laughs> we get you know we need somebody. Is Spiderco Spider like a co-op and nobody works there that like actually makes money? They just do it because they love it. That's the Absolutely. only explanation. There's a lot of knife fans that work for Spiderco. I know that for a fact. Mm -hmm. So people love knives and they work for Spiderco. Wait, so hold on. Is is the 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 Pachi a flipper, or does it just have this weirdo guard that kind of looks like it would be the worst flipper in the world? It looks like I the. Don't, uh, I don't think it's a flipper. It looks like the Silent Soldier flipper, which lets you know that it's gonna flip like dog shit. You know what's funny is I think that the, the Silent Sh Soldier actually flipped okay. No, but like if you if no no not the original. If you the light switch it, soldiers. it didn't flip at all. Oh you no, have to you push can't. Button it. You can't light switch it. Yeah, You're but it's literally designed as like a light switch flipper. It right, has, okay. like, the same contour a little bit as Brian's, but more extreme here. That's fair. No, the the, the Pachi is not a flipper. Okay. That's comforting, I guess. I don't know, man. This shit's nuts. I, my favorite thing was reading what people were, were assuming the tail was used for. And the answer is absolutely nothing. <laughs> no, I, honestly, I think you're supposed to be able to unfold it and get, get like, you know, use it like a lanyard. Do you have a little more purchase on the knife? It's nice. So you can set it up on your desk as a little a little dog. Play a little, play a little soccer. It to that's what it's for. It's, that's you know people are just going to play with these like a fucking, like a little Hot Wheels on their desk. Just set what up I, as a little what, dog. What I find, you know, I think this is not the first. What's really weird about this is it's not the first Spider-Co to have legs. <laughs> Remember they did that? <laughs> You know, they did the fucking, the, what, table, table was it? What did they call that thing? They did that, the kitchen knife that was called. Oh, oh. They the counter puppy. Counter puppy. Counter puppy. <laughs> Which basically is just asking your children to play with knives. I kind of, I almost kind of want to get. I want a counter puppy. I kind of want a poachy to just like dole the blade and then just like leave it on my desk. And just have it as, like, a little... You just couldn't trust yourself to have it sharpened, I understand. I don't know. It doesn't seem like a good idea to play with it if it's sharp, but... Uh, God damn it. What do you do with your knives now? That's a good point. No, right. I don't play with them pretending they're a dog. <laughs> you could. That's a good point. <laughs> you could if you got some of these. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I have nothing to say about the rest of the lineup. It's fine. Um... That Yo Jumbo looks awesome, doesn't it? It looks like a it looks like a, a big Yo Jimbo, is what yeah. it looks like. I handled that in, at uh, Blade Show last year. I liked it. I kind of really want to try out a Native Chief for some reason, and they have the S ninety V one. Which one is the Chief? It's just the big wait, one the with chief? a narrower blade. Yeah, but wait, why would you want the S ninety V one when it comes in Rex forty five? Oh. In burnt orange sprint. Rex, because you won't. Damn, you won't be able to get a Rex forty-five. Because I'm in the. I'm in the. Reveal. Saint Nick's knives. Shout out to Saint Nick's knives. They just got the the um, shaman's Shaman. Rex forty-five. I was gonna get it, but then I realized I already have the tree Rex. I at this point, I guess I should probably get one of these shamans. Except for what am I saying? Oh yeah, I'm just gonna get one of these incredibly popular sprint runs. Like that's a thing. Mm. Uh, not gonna be able to do that. I'm guessing. I'm sure you'll be able to do that. I don't know. How much podcast dick you got? 
Uh, not that much. I got a podcast chode, is what I would say, <laughs> using chode in its proper way. <laughs> I cannot believe... I'm still... I'm flabbergasted. I just... I, I, I can't. Oh, Spider-Co's also doing the, the uh, Manix 2XL in M4 and whatnot. Yes, I saw that as well. They are... That's a, you know, for 150 bucks. I feel like that's a, uh, they're sold out. What a, what a surprise. But that's a good deal. 155 for a big piece of M4. Then the Manix yeah. 2XL is a pretty good knife. Yeah, I like the Manix 2XL. Yeah. I, have a, I have two of them. All right. Spider. <laughs> I have one in front of me. After Dude, endlessly slandering Spider-Co. That is a pretty good knife. What about the Canis? We are not... We are not slandering spider No, I, it's a good point. The canis, the canis looked okay to me, but it's got that it's got a compression lock where I feel like it's one of those knives that shouldn't have a compression lock. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know why. For some reason, when the spider, when the uh, compression lock was really only on the paramilitary two, I like lusted after it being on other knives. Yes. And then they put it on other mm. knives, and I was like, nope, I don't want no. this on other knives. And I think that we might just be traumatized by some of the knives that had them on that that it was on. Yeah, previously. the flippers. Oh my god. The the Ouroboros, I think. Oh my god. The Positron. Yeah. The other That's one that should, the other southern one that was that was literally the worst thing ever. I think this the Sliverax, which didn't really. The Sliverax. Work. That's the Slytherin. Yeah. That's the one I was thinking of. That was the rocket ship. Yeah, the Sliverax. Yes. Yeah. Look, I wasn't that far off with the name. I remember that you were the only person who said that right every time, Dave. Uh, no, I think in America, you're the only. <laughs> I owned one briefly. Everyone who works for Spyderco, you're the only person who has said Sliverax properly every time. I very briefly had one. It wasn't very good as a flipper. <laughs> it, it was okay at best, yes. How, so. how was it... Uh, like did how how was it for housebreaking and recall and other things that that one I, wasn't shaped like a dog so this analogy is stupid <laughs> you're stupid you should feel bad the, you are bad and you should feel bad <laughs> uh yeah well should we do a, a, we have to do a giveaway right should we do it on this one or should we do it on the next one I, if we say do it on the next one who knows uh, you're right. You're right, Jake. You're up. Uh, hold on. We're giving giving away the American Blade Works uh, Model One Revision Three. This is getting like Tesla levels of confusing names. Yes. Well. Or or Tesla. There's a model. There's no year attached to it. That's correct. All right. And we have hope 15 people. Knew. All right, Jake. I'm ready. <coughs> Gotta generate them numbers. Yes, yes. I'm just opening Instagram. He's, so he's too busy replenishing his probiotic count. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Generate. Number 14. I, I swear to God it was 14 recently. I think um, it, I'm not. Hold on. I'm all right. No, no. That. No, it's going to 14. If it's the. Okay. Well. It's not the same people. So, Sterling. Sterling Archer. <laughs> Sterling Archer? Yeah. Well, thank cue, the, cue the the picture of him looking into the knife shop window. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, yep. Congratulations, so, Sterling. Yes, thank you for supporting us. And your mother would be proud. Yes. Congratulations on your uh, American Blade Works Model One Revision Three. 
Yeah, I I yeah. added the revision. I, I, to I, you know what? That's that's an interesting. Uh, that's a good giveaway. I've wanted one of those for a while. I actually reached out to him uh, well before he ever came up on the podcast or anything, because um, he's got one of those kind of unique outside. He kind of got into knife making like Brian, where he was never a knife maker. He was a machinist or something to that effect, and then somehow just started making knives. So his designs are all uh, non-derivative, I guess you might say. A little unique. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I like it. They're cool. They're nice designs. Real quick, Tashi Barucha just posted a picture of his new CKF collab. I sent it to everyone on Instagram. That shit <clears throat> looks Good. I bet it looks like a Tashi. Yep, looks it does, like a Tashi. It looks like a Tashi, but that looks pretty wild. Yeah, it does look pretty good. But and it's an integral. That's going to be a billion dollars. So I, uh, wow. All right. Not going to be buying that one. It does look good. Yeah. Well, thank you to all our patrons, and you too yes. could thank you also get in on this. Thank you, yes, if you feel the, I understand completely the 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 uh, current climate is not conducive to supporting frivolous things like the Knife Nuts podcast. Very true, <laughs> but but thank you for everything you guys do. Um, we very much we appreciate really, it. We very much appreciate it, and we hope to be able to put that stuff into put that money into work for us quite a very well. I don't know how to say it anymore. I'm I, I'm tongue tied and I'm tired. Yep. All right. Let's uh, let's sign off then. We want to do video at some point is what I want to try to say. Yes. We want to switch to a video podcast. Yes. There isn't enough of reason not to listen to us. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Live from Jake's bathroom. It's just going to be him vaping the whole time. (laughs) All right. All right. right. Yeah, just... <laughs> what, and we're just gonna end it like that. Yeah, just fucking Goodbye. end. Goodbye. <laughs> well, Thank you. <laughs> it's a very low T wow. ending. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna stop recording.